Hello, I'm Robin McGraw, and it's my favorite day of the week. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. A new episode of I've Got a Secret. I was blown away at the overwhelming response to our episode two weeks ago, The Secret to Owning Your Sexual Self. If you haven't listened to that yet, I urge you to put it in your queue and take a listen after this episode. We received so many warm comments, glowing submissions, and five-star reviews from that episode. So I wanted to expand on that topic for you all today. This episode is The Secret to Loving Your Sex Life again and again and again. So how fun is that? We've already covered owning your sexual side within yourself. And now we're talking about owning your sexual side with a partner. To help me drive this topic home, I have someone here that I could not respect more. Dr. Emily Morse is a doctor of human sexuality, author, television personality, host of the top-rated Sex with Emily podcast, and host of the Sex with Emily Sirius XM radio show. She is truly an expert on all things love, sex, and relationships. She has inspired millions of listeners to make sex a priority, enhance communication, and strengthen their relationships. And she's here today to help me do that with the secret squad. I am so excited. Dr. Emily, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for having me. Oh, you just have no idea. (laughs) I told Dr. Emily that before we started this today, that I have been so excited for her to get here. And then she shows up. She's just absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) I wish you could see this beautiful green dress she's wearing. And she just has this glow on her face and... I think we're just going to have a ball today, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I'm already having a ball oh. in your beautiful office with your wonderful staff. So I can just feel your energy here. This oh, is going to be a good one. Thank you so much. And yes, thank you for saying that about my staff because everyone behind the scenes, I think, seldom gets recognized. Yeah. And I hate that because I wouldn't be here. I know you wouldn't be here if not for those that help us and yeah. do a lot of the hard, hard work. So thank you for saying that. And I <laughs> take this opportunity right now to thank Tulu, Kristen, Rachel, and Rosa. So thank you all. When we were working on this, and I was getting so excited this morning, and we were talking about everything we wanted to discuss with you, I could not believe that you get a million downloads a month. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what? That (laughs) is, um, that's spectacular. That's how brilliant you are, obviously. Thank you. And I'm so glad we picked this topic and that you're here to talk about it. Yeah, because people want to know about sex. There's not a lot. You have to, here's the thing about sex. Like if you turn on the TV and you start flipping channels, you want to learn to cook, you're going to come across some cooking shows or you're going to see if you know sports, but sex, you have to seek it out and you have to write. And so I think a lot of people have started out via the podcast and the radio show because we're not taught sex. A lot of us don't have education no matter what age we are around sex. So, And obviously people do want to know about it with a million downloads on your podcast a month. That tells you. People want to know, and they want to know it from you. Yeah. Obviously, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You have the answers to their questions. Yeah, and it's, and like I, I feel like what it's, and I've been doing it for almost, it'll be my 15th year. Wow. I started in 2005, so <gasps> like the first month of podcasting, I started a podcast. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I stuck oh, with it. I love it. I know, and I mean, for years, I was like, 
do you know what a podcast is? And then I'd grab their phone. I'd be like, here's, it comes with your phone. It's yes. an app, but now we're all good. Everyone loves podcasts. And that um, really is the way you have to do it because yeah. just last week, Philip, on a break <laughs> from the show, he did that with his audience and they were so happy about it. Like he, he actually did a poll. Who knows how to download a podcast? Right. Who has his podcast? And they were actually thrilled that he came out to cool. the audience. He took a phone and showed them how to do it. That is so smart. Can yes. I tell you? Because people are always like, oh, like, sometimes they say still, oh, I haven't gotten into it yet. Like it's like I'm asking him to go to yoga. I'm uh -huh. like, no, pick out your phone, pick a podcast. It's yes. easy. That's and it's you. free. It's free. I love that you did that. Yes. Yeah. So the show, I think it resonates. And I mean, yeah, I've been doing it for that long because oh. I was interested in helping people. I didn't have a lot of sex education growing up. I didn't, I realized that I was like, you know, fully matured. I was 30 years old and I thought, I really feel like sex could be a lot better. Relationships mm -hmm. could be a lot better. What don't I know? And so I yes. started interviewing people in my living room about their sex lives and relationships. And then I went back to school and got my doctorate. And I realized that, that the show, I think also why people really like it is because it's very, um, I'm not, I'm very sex positive. Mm -hmm. I'm very open. I'm not judgmental. Like literally people are like, what's the craziest thing you've ever heard? And it's like, nothing's really crazy to me anymore. Exactly. And most people want to know, am I normal? Am I okay? What I want? We don't have anywhere else to go. So it's just, it's very like open, sex positive. Mm -hmm. People are going to, you're going to be safe. I'm not going to hang up that. on you and yell at you. I love that. <laughs> and you said something just now that I completely agree with. And I think really hits the nail on the head. One, they don't know what they don't know. So right. they don't know what to ask. And- they either think maybe I'm not normal for asking this question right. or I'm not normal for not knowing right. anything about what it is that's missing, but they do know something's missing. Right. Something's missing. And they also feel like they're not normal. They're going to be judged. They're mm -hmm. going to be shamed. So if I tell my partner I want this, or if I even want this, something's wrong with me. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to bury it. I'm not going to talk about it because mm -hmm. no one else is talking about it. And then you just said something about, we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. Like my whole sex education was my mom was said to me like once, like, well, if you have any questions, ask me. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. mom. And I think a lot of parents are like, I'm open. Like, my mom was pretty yes. cool. But who but wants I to ask their parents? And also, who, <laughs> right, who wants to ask their parents? But also, like, I also didn't know what I did. Like, I was like, well, I, you know, yeah, I don't sex. know what to ask you. Yeah. So that's yeah, a big thing. So, yeah. and uh, let me ask you this Do you find that when someone tells their partner or brings it up with their partner the topic of sex and they, want to get real and they say, here's what I really want or what I'd like to have you do or what I need, that they find that their partner backs up or becomes quiet and that if they're honest, they immediately think you've changed when in oh. fact they haven't changed. Yeah. They've just finally decided to talk about it. Yes. So one of the things is they're like, well, why are you bringing this up? Like you never wanted this before in the last 20 years. So that's definitely one thing. Yes. But the other thing I think is that people, when they bring it up, partners often are just like, their first thought might be, why haven't you brought this up? But the other thing is, well, I've been failing you as a bad lover. Like, yes. like I'm, I'm somehow flawed. They take it personally. So either they take it personally, or maybe if you've been together a long time, they think, oh yeah, well, you must be like, I guess we're thinking like cheating or yes. what have you been watching porn behind my yes. back? And, and so, yeah. And I think, so that's why I have very specific ways for couples. A lot of what oh, I do that's what I love. is I literally have like a, a process, a few strategies for talking about sex for the first time with your partner. Oh, I love because that. Because we, we often do it in a way that, like, for example, we often do it in the bedroom because mm -hmm. we're like, well, we were just about to have sex. And this made me remind me that I've been meaning to talk about the fact that we never make kiss anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the bedroom, I think, should be left for sleeping and for sex. And your sex conversation, if you've never talked about it, the best way to have it is like outside the bedroom when you're, you know, you're not, I always say when you're not halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So it's mm-hmm. not when you're already angry about things, but maybe you're at dinner, you're on a date. A lot of couples are doing it when they're on a walk because the sex talk can be awkward. So their way, it's still intimate, but you're not making eye contact or you're mm-hmm. on a road trip. So all those location matters and, mm-hmm. and the timing and the tone. So the tone is more like this. It's like, hey, I realize that this is actually awkward for me to bring up too. So I just want, what I want to talk about right now is just because I want to be such a, a great lover to you. Mm-hmm. And our sex life is so important to me. And I realize that we've never really talked about it. I mean, we've talked about like when we've had pain or I want to, but I was like, wow, we have a whole rest of our lives together. And I thought I've been hearing things lately. I always say, blame it on my podcast. People could say they were listening to your show. Podcast, yes. Your podcast. And now they can blame it on my podcast. Well, this is what I'm thinking. Say that you were listening to Robin's Mm -hmm. podcast and you're like, I was listening to this thing. It's so easy. And then say, and it made me think about us. And I thought, wow, we haven't talked about it. In years, and it made me think, like, what could we do? We don't know what we don't know. There's so much to sex that maybe... Because I feel that people often have sex the same way over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a couple, in a relationship, and you haven't talked about it yet, I say do it today. Like, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you waiting I for? I agree. Because I think that... Let me just tell you what is guaranteed. It's going to get boring. It's going to get stale. It's going to get rote. You're going you're gonna to be, your mind might wander. Or you might just think, I actually would rather watch Netflix than have sex because it becomes so confusing and we don't know how to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think just knowing that you're not broken, you're not wrong, you just haven't prioritized it yet. Yes. I think you're brilliant. I think you're <laughs> right. Let me ask you this. While you were saying that, I'm wondering, what do you think is the best way? Because I feel certain that one partner is going to get defensive yes. and say, where's this coming from? So- what would you say would be the Stop. preamble? I'm not criticizing. I mean, you could just continue yeah, tell a list. Yeah, all the things. But- well, I have also a process called like, the compliment sandwich. We start with like, let me tell you all the things I love. You start with like, I love our sex life. I love the way you make me feel. My memories that I think about. These are all the things that I love. That's the positive, the first slice of bread. And then you're like, and I've been thinking that, or I've been learning, or I've been reading. And be honest, I was listening to this podcast, and I found out that there's all these different ways to experience pleasure, different kinds of orgasms. I didn't know there were five different kinds of orgasms, or I didn't know that... I thought that'd be really hard to tease each other. I heard about like like pro like like teasing or dressing up would be really fun because you know I love Halloween. So I thought it'd be sexy. Just things like that could keep it Her. keep it going. And so that's what I learned. And so I just thought we could talk about other things that you thought. You know, I didn't finish the whole bread thing. So then it would be like, here's what I was thinking, and then you close it with because I want to be the most amazing lovers to other. And what do you think? So in the middle there, though, I mean, you could all say, and what have you thought? I'd love to know. And now also, if you're with a partner who's like, we've never talked about this, they probably might not have anything. They might be like, everything's great. I've never thought about it. Like, we don't fix it if it's not broken. So do you think at that point, you stop the conversation by saying, well, of course, you did not see this coming. You did not know I've been thinking about this. You did not know I listened to that podcast. So I'll stop the conversation now for 24 hours or yep. a, a time I think and, and give you a chance to, to digest this or think about this because it's that important to me. It is. I really want to revisit this topic. And so why don't you take a few hours or a day to think about it? Yeah. But the, the, I think that would be good. Well, what I love that you said is that I don't think you end it because what happens is, I'm just going to go on a sidetrack, that a lot good. of couples are like, well, I talked to my partner about it and I told him what I wanted. Like it was a one-time thing, like a year ago or two years ago. And it's like, 
Has any of us ever made a major change in our life without work, without really talking yes. and without actually building new skills around it? So your partner, because you told them once you wanted something, they're not going to all of a sudden change. So mm -hmm. it is an ongoing conversation. But I think if, for example, in a relationship, if your partner wasn't expecting it and they've like the majority of people hadn't really thought about it before. Yes, wait on it, but also maybe give them some tools, some things mm -hmm. you could do together. Right. Like perhaps you could... A lot of couples listen to my pod. I don't mean like plug, but a lot of couples have called in and they said that we listen together, almost like they have a book they read together, but it's the podcast yes. because they're like, well, Emily says this. What do you think about that? Because it's giving them ideas. They're like, oh, well, we've never tried that. Would you be into that? So it's another, it's conversation starters. We have something on my website called the yes, no, maybe list. And there's oh, a I bunch of, it's just to give people like however your partner learns, for example, it's like kissing, yes, no, maybe. Spanking, yes, no, maybe. Dirty talk, yes, no, maybe. And then you're like, oh, who knew we both like dirty talk all these yes. years? Yes. That's a yes. So then I think it's just giving them, because in the 24 hours, depending on your partner, they might be going, oh, God, what did I do wrong? Da, da, da. Uh -huh, they might not uh -huh. be like, well, let me start looking up, because then you're where right. would they go? Oh, you're if right. they Google sex, they're going to get a lot of porn. That's right. So there's some great books. You could go to a you could go to a sex toy store together. You could, um, you know, there's some games couples play. There's some great games. There's one called, instead of Monopoly, it's monogamy. And it's like a board game, but it asks questions to each other. And you play a game. and Or there's just... That's so a great... Yeah. That's a great so step games, because learn, it's a game. game. You're playing it together yes. and learning together. Let's gamify sex. We make oh. sex so heavy and hard when it doesn't go well. And what if it's just like your attitude is... Babe, I just thought, like, you know how we love traveling together and we love cooking together and all the things? This is like a new hobby we could take yes, on. Like, what yes. if I know you think it's, it's going to be great. our favorite? Our favorite it's one. It's going to be our favorite See, one. This is what happens is that couples are like, Emily, thank you so much because I had a man calling the night. He said, I've been listening and she wasn't having sex with me as much. And it went down to like one time a month and I was feeling rejected, but she didn't tell me why. But then I realized I never asked her why. Because you can't believe how many people make assumptions. They never uh -huh. ask the questions. Oh, that's so true. So he was like, well, babe, why? And she said, you know, I've, I've actually been having pain, but she felt so guilty about it. Because a lot of women have pain. 80% mm -hmm. of women have pain during sex and think, you know, women. We're like, I'll just take this other thing yes. for the team. It's, it's fine. It's just natural. No, so it's not. But we, it's natural. It's not natural to suffer. No, no. no. You can, there's so no. much you can do now. So anyways, like then they start talking about it and then they agreed to like just, you know, try new things and figure out what felt good again. And now he's like, we have never, our sex life is better than ever. And I get those a lot because it's, that. because then it becomes like, once you get rid of all the awkwardness and the weird and the shame, then you're like, oh, it's almost like our new fun thing we do together yes. and it's sex and it feels good and it's I healing. It. So I love that. You said earlier, um, your website has... All of this yeah. information. It's sex so with Emily. So oh, yeah, give your website. It's sexwithemily.com and just click on the shop page and you can put in games and there's like dice you can roll that ask questions. There's just fun things like that. There's toys. I love toys. Love. I, mean, yeah. I love Lube. that you have that website yeah. and all that information. <laughs> and blogs for 15 years. And <gasps> if you're not into, see, what I love is like if you're not into listening, I mean, I've got thousands of podcasts, but blogs and if you, you put in my website, the answer will come up. So. Oh, uh, let me ask you this question also uh, came to me while you were talking about getting the conversation started. Do you think it's a good idea to give at least one ground rule? And that is you have to be nice, like no criticizing. Yes, yes. be curious, be open, uh -huh. because what we do is you never initiate sex. You never make time for it. When was the last time you thought about, you know, so we yeah, judge, we you blame. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because if someone gets defensive, Yes. I feel like when one person says to the partner, you know, I've just, I've listened, like we said, a podcast or I picked up a magazine, read an article, whatever. And 
I feel like we could talk about the fact that our sex life could be better. Right. And they immediately get defensive. I feel like there should, at some point before even that much, a ground rule should be set that if you get defensive or (laughs) I say something that makes you upset or whatever, do not criticize. Right. I think you could say, yeah. I mean, if they can help it, if if it's something that really boils up. But yeah, absolutely. You could be like, this is just open. We don't have to finish the conversation today. Let's explore. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even, instead of saying like, it could be better. Maybe it's like I realize that there's so much to sex that I didn't know. I had no oh, idea. That better that word. It's the better, better because that could be a idea. trigger. Because yeah. then you feel like a failure. Yes. Coming from someone yes. like I'm hard on myself a lot. Yes. I judge myself. I'm like, oh yeah. god, better. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. So More if fun. someone thinks like that, they're like, oh, I'm failing. I'm yes, failing you as a right. partner. You're right. So and I'm just having to work here because it's a really good question. It's like, like I and maybe you give examples. Like I realize that like it could be. Um, we could be more connected and it actually that sex is really good for your your health. It's actually good for your heart. It's good for your skin. It's good for our connection. It enhances intimacy. Sex begets sex. Mm -hmm. The more sex we have, the more we might want to have it. And then we'll feel it helps our, you know, cardiovascular system. I mean, there's like a lot of, you have to know your audience. It's a healthy exercise. It is healthy. Sex should be, we should just make that trend right now that <laughs> sex is probably the best exercise it you is. can have for the rest of your life. It is. We should keep doing it. And the more you do it, the more you want it. But m- many couples just stop having it because they don't know how to communicate about what's uh-huh. wrong. Uh-huh. And it just gets boring because it makes sense because when you're with someone new, everything's great. That that honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and it's exciting and everything's new about them. And But after a while, you get into your routines. This Uh is what works for me. Uh This works for you. Let's go with the kids or, you know, having kids too. A lot Mm -hmm. of couples, they put Mm -hmm. on the back burner. Uh Like, we'll get back to that Mm -hmm. once the kids are in college. Mm -hmm. But then they forget. They don't know how. So, yeah, this Mm -hmm. conversation, I'm glad we're really sinking into it because it's so – you really want to be, like, mindful of your words and let your partner know we can ongoing – keep having this until we get there. But it's just let them know it it is important to me. But what you also have to understand is that couples – People don't understand it. Like oftentimes people call them like, how do I ask my partner to blank? Like fill in the, it could be like, how do I ask my partner to um, initiate sex? That's a uh-huh. huge one. Mm-hmm. And they might say, you never initiate. I'd love you to initiate. And then the partner will say, okay. But what happens is the reason why it never happens is maybe I said it in all the right ways. I was like, babe, I love our sex life. Everything's great. But I feel like it would make me feel really sexy if you initiated. And that would really take our sex life to the next level. And they'll go, great, Emily, I'll do that. And that doesn't happen. Well, the reason why is because if if my partner wasn't initiating, it's probably because he didn't know how. Uh-huh. Now, hear me out. Or a woman, sometimes their partner's like, why don't you? For example, I often don't initiate. Like, I'm used to men initiating. Uh-huh. My partner's initiate. So it's literally a skill. It's like I have to learn that, like, it's what's the right moment. And then maybe I don't do it because... I'm afraid of rejection. Maybe uh-huh. I tried it when I was 20 and someone rejected me. So uh-huh. now I've never initiated. Uh-huh. We just There's all this other history uh-huh. to it. Uh-huh. So if your partner, for example, said to you initiate, you don't know what to do. The next step is, what does that look like for you? Yes. Get curious. So tell me what the ideal initiation. And then I could say, well, I come home from work and you're already here and you drew me a bath. And then we take a bath together or, or you laid out my favorite clothes or, you know, food or, or you just rip my clothes off and throw me on the bed. Yes. It looks different for everybody. Yes. So it's because okay. You, it, it is different for everybody. everybody. So only you know it. Right. Maybe. You're, and you're saying maybe because yeah. that isn't the next question. Well, you tell me because I have always thought I was trying to initiate. Right. And you weren't getting the signals. Right. Like, I oh, think well, tell me more about that. One partner needs to think about that. Exactly. That's and exactly because it. Because it kind of sounds like a criticism. You never initiate. And the other 
partner could be thinking, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe how many times I've yeah. tried to initiate it and you just ignore it. Right, exactly. So that could turn into part of a very good in, conversation. Well, actually. great conversation. And then, then you just have to remember when you asked about tone, you want to be curious, you want to be kind, you don't want to be shaming, blaming, or judging. And it's more like, well, tell me more, tell me yes. more. It's an open space. Let's really try to like, because I'm telling you, on the other side of this is something that we both have probably never experienced before that could bring us even closer together. Yes. And in their mind, they would be thinking, oh God, they want sex every day. Like we have so many judgments around sex. So then you guys get to paint a picture together of like, what what could this look like? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop right here and go to one constant that we do with every podcast and that's introduce our drink of the day. Oh. So how do you feel about that? I, that's the best segment I've ever heard of. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love okay. It. So I thought about our drink of the day for this topic and for today and I just picked a glass of Chardonnay. You'll see on your table there next to your chair, I have a little plate of grapes and cubes of cheese and the white Chardonnay I thought was perfect for this beautiful conversation. Yeah. Just, it's kind of an intimate conversation we're having. And it gets you in the mood too. Yeah. So <laughs> they're going to bring that out. Now, let me ask you this about initiation. When one partner says, you never initiate sex and I want you to, do you think that's too much pressure then on the other partner? Like, oh, yeah. now I have to initiate it yeah. and I feel controlled. Yes. I think that that would be like, you never, first of all, whenever you say you never, uh -huh. or how come you don't, when you start with a you, you don't, or you do this, you put someone on the defensive and no one hears anything you're saying. Like, uh -huh. even if I, I was like talking to my staff, I was like, you're never on time. And even if they were never on time and they work for me. They have to be defensive because I just That's attacked right. them. That's right. So with anyone. So I think that, yeah, absolutely. Your partner's immediately going to just think of how is this not true so yes. I can combat, th com yes. combat them. But but so, yeah, I think you'd have to be like, you know what? I've thought about how our sex life is and like how it goes down is typically I start something. And what I thought was what would really turn me on and what would really give me so much pleasure is if you came home and you just started kissing my neck mm -hmm. and you started like gently playing with my hair because that's what gets me in the mood for sex. Was that is that something that you would be into? And then yes. I'd love to know what you would love for me. Yes. And so it's just much more. And I think that's also when you're asking why people listen to the show. I'm not. I'm just giving people a lot of tools. Like, it's very open. Like, there's a lot of tools in there just to say, like, this is how I can have a productive conversation. I love that. Yeah, because and, and then it keeps going. And then I love what you said about no, it doesn't have to all happen tonight. Like, it doesn't have to be a six yes. hour. Because then, then you feel like, oh, I'm I'm like under the gun here. Right. I got to do it or he's going to be, he's not going to like that I even brought this up. Right. And I, I, I've i got to do it. And I'm kind of resentful right now because he's, he's telling maybe, me what to do. Exactly. So, so that's I one think thing it, I don't like. I don't yeah, like to be told what to no, do. No, but that's why you make it curious. How about this is, because then when you start with like, you know, I've been thinking about my, our, our sex life and our needs and I thought that I love the sex life we're having. Maybe you named the three top times you had sex, the most memorable ones in my mind are the time we were in Mexico. And and then I was thinking, I've been learning lately, listen to a podcast or whatever, that there's so much more that we could do, that, that, that we could experience. And I was thinking how fun it would be. Like you just use the language, like how God it would be if we both figured out things that we've, you know, that would turn us both on in mm -hmm. ways we never have. Wouldn't that be like... And then if your partner's like, no, that doesn't sound interesting. We're so busy. You know, it's like, I, I do think that could be really challenging, but it's like, okay, but hear me out. Like, yes. I, and then you, maybe you need examples. You need evidence. You need data. Maybe you have them listen to this podcast uh -huh. together. Give them a book. Give them something just yes. to kind of get their head around it. And yes. then if they still, because again, I hear this from couples all the time. One partner wants therapy. The other doesn't. One partner, want, one partner's on a growth mindset. 
mm-hmm. and the other's not. And that is really tricky. So when you have one partner that wants to grow and one partner that doesn't, like, you have to bring them around. But, like, mm-hmm. it's that's also, like, we all grow and change. And I feel like some of this, if your partner doesn't work want to work on your sex life and your intimacy, because it's not just sex, intimacy, then we have a problem. Then I right. think therapy Go to a sex therapist. Go to a marriage and family therapist. It is just like, I believe every couple needs that too. So if you just can't get your partner on board, I don't say give up. I say get some extra help. You know, one thing that Philip and I do when we have serious conversations like like this, um, instead of saying you never or you do this, uh, we both say, well, my perception is that you never initiate sex. So healthy. Let's say that, that was part of the conversation. And- that is so much better than just saying, right. you never. Why don't My you? My perception your... is. Yeah. Like, and then I think when when you introduce your perception of the other person in the activity, just sex or whatever it is, when we travel, you right. uh, it it's, doesn't put the other one on the defensive, the defensive no. side of anything. Because they're like, because, okay, well, well like, what oh, I didn't know you thought that. And then when you were talking about initiating sex, I also think that, in that discussion, it's a good time to say, well, here's how I perceive initiating sex. I do these little things thinking I'm initiating sex with you. I put on lingerie. Yes, I I know that you love the way I do this, that when I walk through the room or when I dress in a certain way. I I personally, me, I flirt with Philip. There are certain things I can do at home when it's just the two of us that I consider flirting with him. And he picks up on it, so he right. knows. And that's be initiating sex. And he knows that. And he knows it. I love the flirt. I love that you flirt. I was I to your other episode, and it was like, I think that's so great. You sent him a card in a restaurant yeah, yes. saying, like, I find yes. you attractive. Hey, or, tell your friend I think he's hot. Yeah, I mean, that's so course, great. It tell didn't your work friend because I think he's hot. Because well, it went to the wrong run. person. But I loved <laughs> but it. it. I was like, but that is brilliant. It. That you keep that going I after all the years together. Like, I will take a tube of lipstick. Not and, and I don't do it so much that it's not a surprise to him. Maybe I'll do it once or twice a year. And I'll go in after we're in bed or he's gone come to bed and I'll get up and I'll just take a tube of lipstick and go right on his mirror. So when he goes into his bathroom, I'll have written like, good morning, you're hot or I love you, but put a big red heart. I love it. And, See, this is the thing. And he knows it wasn't there when we went to bed. Right. But he knows it was an I effort. The effort. Mm-hmm. You got up and you did it and you made mm-hmm. effort. See, this is the couples who play together stay together yes. in all different ways. So it's not even just about, I mean, I think sex is such a narrow definition of we're really talking. Oh, yes. We just picked Yay. up our glasses. Cheers. Said, Cheers. These are beautiful. Thank you. Love. Big glass. They're black. I'm, I'm going to show the, or tell the listeners that we served Good. our Chardonnay in a yes. black, large black <laughs> wine glass. And if you hear any clinging, I had them add a little ice. I like I, it. I hope you're okay with that. Because yes. I love a little ice. A and little, little bit. Keep it Cheers. <laughs> Amazing. I'm loving all of this information. So um, what else do you have to say? Because I even okay. told my staff, I'm just going to let her go Okay, so let's talk talking. about like, so I feel like the communication thing, I think for a lot of couples, like, okay, so you want to know like the top questions I get asked. Yes. Or like, so people don't know if they should, you know, how, how to how to ask for what they want. So that's, that, that's part of it, the initiation. But also um, another thing is 
mismatched libidos. So like one partner wants sex more than the other one. And so that's another thing where couples have to like, again, it's all about communication. So so let's talk about compromise. Mm-hmm. So here's an example. It's, this is going to tie in initiation and mismatched libidos. Oftentimes what happens is one partner is initiating and maybe they are um, always coming up to the partner and kissing them and they're they're kissing their neck or they're grabbing them. And, and just to say, you know, and maybe back in the day when they first got together, that meant let's have sex. So what happens is these relationships come where the partner's like pushing them away because they're like, well, when you kiss my neck, that means you're going to want to have sex. And so what happens is they just realize that they just stop having it. And so when couples can figure out like, like, because sometimes that means that they stop touching and they stop having intimacy and then cuddling's gone and hugging's gone. And they're like, well, every time you come up and hug me, I think it means that you want sex. So to figure out like we're not having sex as much because we don't even know we don't have the intimacy anymore is a huge thing. So realizing that like, Oh, when you kiss my neck, it meant that. No, sometimes I just want to kiss your neck or I just want to hug. Yes. So realizing like these other things can lead to sex. I always say like foreplay starts after the last orgasm or foreplay all day. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to keep it hot in between sessions if we're not wanting it as much? Because sex doesn't have to just be intercourse. It could be we want a massage, like a, give each other a massage or we want to play a game together or have a date that isn't just dinner and a movie. So there's a lot of different paths that can lead to pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I think one of them is figuring out like, because if one person wants it once a week and one person wants it three days a week, what could that second day look or one and a half times look like? So Mm -hmm. maybe that's sex outside the bedroom. For a lot of couples, they're like, we're having sex in the bedroom all the time, staring at the ceiling, the same laundry, the Mm -hmm. same thing. Let's mix it up. So having sex in the living room, having sex, um, date night sex. Maybe you get a hotel room for a night. And I'm telling you, I had a couple call the other day too. They said, I called you a month ago. We have four kids and we make no time for each other. What do we do? And I said, you might think this sounds cliche, but vacation sex is a huge thing. Like mixing up to like, oh my God, we got a room for a night and it was amazing. And now we feel reconnected. These are little changes you can make that aren't just, because they think of sex, they think in our bedroom, the same way we've been doing it. So just bringing in other things. So I think Mm -hmm. that mismatched libidos is a big one. For a lot of women, it is, um, it is orgasms or like it's pain around sex. And so for women, um, it can be a lot of things, but especially as we get older, going through perimenopause, menopause, there's like the, our estrogen starts to wane. There's a lining of our uterus starts mm-hmm. to, the, it's thinning. And so, you know, talking to your doctor about like hormones or bioidenticals uh-huh. or really just using a lot of lubricant. Like That's I right. love lube and there's, there's not there feeling are shameful around lube. all of that. And Everything, I believe it's the, it is up to the woman to seek out the information Mm-hmm. to make sure that she's not in pain exactly, or that she enjoys sex. And I think it's it can be very simple. I remember when I entered menopause and started having the symptoms of perimenopause, the hot flashes and that sort of thing. Um, I can remember going to a, a gynecologist, a doctor, a female, and her saying, taking the blood work, I went back and she said, you know, life as you know it is over. And I went, I'm Uh, dying? Like, what? what? And so uh, I know a lot of women, if they had sat there and heard that from their doctor, they would immediately just go into a deep depression. And she actually handed me a stack of prescriptions, and the first one was Prozac. And I made a life decision. My life is not over. This is a natural event in a woman's life. And it doesn't have to change my life or me. And I took it upon myself to embrace menopause, to embrace my health, to embrace my body. 
And I consider it probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow, I love this. I, I Well, I took control of my health right. and my body, and I started researching. I started, I went to the bookstore, and I sat, really sat down on that aisle, that health and wellness aisle, and I read everything I could about perimenopause yeah. and menopause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went and visited compounding pharmacists. Great. One of Bioidenticals. Ours, one yeah. of our, yes. And I made the decision to do bioidentical. And so I visited every compounding pharmacist I could and asked them, who are the doctors that send their patients here to fill their right. prescriptions? And so, so I smart. visited all of those doctors, found the one I liked, and I did what they said. I did the hair follicle test, the urine test, yep. the blood test, everything I needed to, saliva test, everything right. I needed to do to find out what my body needed right. to enter menopause. And I did that, and I, I, I really feel like it took me to the path that I'm on right now right. of being the healthiest I could be. Yeah. Heart healthy, everything. So Yeah, that was get answers that yes, you get you get second opinions. Because need. if you go to and also the Western doctors are gonna give you pills, they're gonna give you synthetic hormones. Yes. And right now it's a great time to be a woman. It's a great time to be a woman because for many reasons, but we're talking about anything health related. There's a lot of new technology now, Mm -hmm. like even bioidenticals or like for a lot of women who have, um, you know, urinary incontinence and there's like these, these chairs, like there's a chair called BTL Amcella that your doctor could have or your gynecologist. You sit on this chair twice a week for 30 minutes and this works. Like I've tried this. I'm telling you. I, at first, I was like, "What? This seems crazy." But it uses electromagnetic stimulation. It's you sit at it with your clothes on for 20 minutes twice a week, and it's the equivalent of doing 11,000 kegels. No. And it, and I'm telling you, it helps with orgasm lubrication in your clothes on a chair. And it was in the UK for a while, and it just got approved here. And I mean, it's like because I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp that I started like oh, six years ago because women don't remember to do them, and we should do them. I agree. But this helps you 11,000. So then it helps because women, you know, their body's changing uh-huh. or the, all the things. So um, there's just a lot more out there now yes. for women. So I think and I believe it's it, up to us to research is. and find the right doctors, find the right information and do what we have to do to stay our healthiest right. for ourselves. And of course, for our partners and our family, our children, whatever. Uh, a lot of this for me it was because I was talking to my mother on the phone and uh, she was only 58 years old. And she just, all she said was, I feel funny. And when I said, what do you mean by funny? She was already gone. She had died that quickly of um, coronary heart mm. disease. And and she never took care of herself. She never put herself first. Right. She had five children, my father, and she wow. just never took care of herself. And right. I always, I live by this rule. If you, if you put everyone else first, you're just teaching them you come second. Yeah. You're teaching yourself you come second. And that's just not... I don't believe in that. You have to put yourself first at the top of the list, take care of yourself so you can take care of those you love. So you can be there always for those you love. What a way to learn the lesson, but it sounds like you did. And also I love that you've said in watching some of your your interviews that you were like, yeah, we had kids, but Philip, I thought you called Philip, but we come first. Our relationship is the priority. And And I I think couples don't often realize that. I agree. And and that's a good example for your kids. Even like mommy and daddy are having their time right now. I think that women were such givers we're like it's all about everyone else and yes because that also means your sex life if you're paying attention to your intimacy and your relationship our sex life matters too i agree i was going to say this earlier just keeping your sex life active does not mean just going into the bedroom or, no. or whatever and having sex having intercourse that's not all of it it's being sexual with each other right. keeping that alive exactly and that's one thing that philip and i have always done we've always made sure that our 
children, I guess, and and but we both put each other first. Yeah, our marriage comes first, and it's not it's not that we have made a pact that oh we'll have sex this many times a week right. or whatever. But it's not that we're going to have sex right now. But we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about life. exactly. We're going to talk about it and how much we love each other and how much fun we have. Or we just as you pointed out earlier, we might talk about a memory. Yeah, memories of, are great. Yes, and go back and so, recreate the yeah, first date or the things yes. you did early on that made you both feel yes. connected. If you're not feeling that anymore, yeah, we That's, ask questions about what is it about me you think is so hot or. Whatever. Those kind of conversations are fun to have. They are really fun to have, especially like speaking love languages too. Yes. Love languages are huge. I think, did you talk about that on a recent episode? I feel like you- Yes, we did. I love the love languages. I mean, I I think that is such a great place to start because we give love often the way we want to receive it. So you Uh might be giving your partner a lot of words and saying you're so hot, but if he wanted gifts- Yes. Well, I, gosh, I guess it's not really working. So I got to bring some gifts. But I think it's important to know how your partner, yeah, how you can communicate and how you can show each other love in, yes. in a lot of different ways. Yes. And that they're always the most important one in your life. Yeah. They're also, you've said so many wonderful things and so many important things. Again, I think it's so important at how you approach each other to have these conversations. And, and sometimes when you list or tell your partner some of the things that you need, it could be something new because people evolve. People change over the do. years. Of course they do. You don't have the same meal every night. No. You don't have the same, you don't watch the same TV shows. You don't take the same vacations. I mean, maybe no. you do. Some people like their one spot. But with sex, we feel like it, should, it shouldn't it should change. And to me, that's just because I don't think that we, we see examples of it. We don't really understand it. And what we don't understand, we often just repress. And so I think to know that there's a whole world out there about sex, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be swinging from the rafters exactly. or having orgies. It could just mean like, I want to be more playful. A lot of times it's not that you have low libido, it's that you have high boredom. And so if you want to, if you, if you cook the same meal every single night, you'd still be having dinner, but you wouldn't really, wouldn't be that exciting. You wouldn't be as satisfied. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just about like, maybe it is like dressing up, role-playing, playing games. It could just be using lube. Mm -hmm. It could be like a new fun toy. It could Mm -hmm. be a different position. It's like, it's just, we just, we crave variety in so many areas of our mm-hmm. life to keep our brain strong, to keep our connection strong, our mind strong. So with sex, it's the same thing, but we often don't even know what's on the menu. Mm-hmm. So that's why giving people information and so they can, how to have the conversation, how to choose new things can be, can be just the thing that keeps it interesting. What if the woman really wants to have the conversation, mm-hmm. but she's just too shy to say, gosh, I love this podcast. I'm here and exactly what it is I want, but I just can't see me going up to him and saying, let's change up some things in the bedroom. Okay. So initially you were like, well, what would women not want to say it? And I feel like, or would women be able to take it? I hear from just as many men as I hear from women who are trying to have this conversation. Cause I'm telling you, there's always one partner that doesn't want to talk about it. it I seems. Agree. I guess that's and, what, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. So I, I think it's women, both because sometimes men They've called in and they're like, I don't know how to have it. And then they're, so you have to be really careful too. Cause then women, what I've found with women is a lot of women are like, oh, he wants to change our sex life. It means I'm doing something wrong. I gained weight. I'm a bad lover. He met someone else. We go through this litany of things where I feel like men might be a little bit more like, what did I do wrong? Or what'd you learn? Or where else have you been? So so that's I mean, just common. That's, that's just a pretty so common, common thing. But I think just being your role, vulnerable self and just saying like, this is really hard for me to say, mm-hmm. and I'm shy. And I realize we've been together for 
for 25 years and we've never talked about it and I know this could come off. Name it all the things as judging or weird or shocking, but like I just know like I, I haven't known what it is, but I feel like there's so much more we could do together. You make it about both of you. Mm-hmm. You make it about like, and and I and, or and also like I think it would even bring us close together. And, and I also think that I've learned that like I could have so much more pleasure that women, but the clitoris has eight thousand nerve endings, and that women have so much capacity for pleasure. And a lot of times we just don't tap into it because of what porn shows us. Our society is so much, it's such a phallic, I call it the phallic principle, that a lot of men, like what women don't realize is that only 20% of women orgasm through intercourse. Mm-hmm. So 20%. I saw something yesterday that said it was 18% by another one of my sex educator friends. 20% through the penis alone, through intercourse. And so that means... Wow, like every day women are like, oh, no wonder why I was faking it or I didn't like intercourse. I love that you're giving this information because think about how many women out there are feeling, well, number one, guilty for faking it. Right. Guilty because maybe there's something wrong with them. They're defective. Uh Uh-huh. Mad at their husband because he can't can't Right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Or also that men know they're faking it. But they're going to let them get away with it because they're taking it personal. Right. I mean, that's a... Oh, it's a whole thing. Faking big... orgasms. Well, my friend this morning, because I talked to my, my best... I have like four best girlfriends from college. We talk all the time. This morning, she's like, do you ever talk about faking it? I'm like, all the time I talk oh, about faking it. Because she's been with her husband for like 18 years. I mean, she doesn't fake it. She's my friend who actually in college, she was the one who was like, hadn't had an orgasm before. And she's like, I'm going to figure it out. And she was raised Catholic. And she's like, I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to figure it out. And she spent every day... For like 30 days, she had like an internship and she's like, I'm going to figure out my body. I'm going to figure out my body. And most women don't spend 30 days on their sex life ever. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. are mostly oriented towards pleasing our partner, pleasing men, um, giving away sex, giving giving oral sex if we don't actually want to give sex. Having sex because it's easier to have it than to say no, Uh but we're not having pleasure because we didn't know because mo- this is news to so many women every day that that there's nothing wrong with you because it's literally our anatomy. It's the way we were born. If a woman is born with her clitoris closer to her vaginal opening, she's more likely to have an orgasm. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. No matter about the penis, it has nothing to do with that. So in knowing that, it's all about external pleasing. The, the clitoris is on the outside and that for women, our brain is the largest sex organ we might need massage or yes. dirty talk or or hearing our our partner's voice telling us what he loves about us could turn yes. us on. But if they just come in for the kill and put their penis inside and we're not ready, that's mm-hmm. going to feel nothing. Mm-hmm. We won't uh-huh. feel anything because uh-huh. we're not turned on. We're not lubricated. And so for women, it's like women are slow cookers and men are frying pans. Like, you, you know, <laughs> he, he walks in, yep. he sees you, he's like, I am ready to go. And we're like, I didn't even see you come in. I am not mm-hmm. turned on. I'm not warmed up. So, so this true. whole thing about arousal and desire is just completely lost. I mean, men are hunters. Women are nurturers. Yes. I mean, that's a given fact. Yes. And they should remember that. Right. <laughs> like, come on now, hunter. Turn me on. Yes. Turn me on. Make me feel sexy. Tell me. You know, and so a lot of times they just were never given this information. It's kind of like, it's not that it's new information. It's just it's that not new, but people don't know it. People don't know it. And then we feel broken. So right. women, so don't fake it. You got to like, I feel like um, it's just, and then men walk around thinking, well, I'm the king of the universe because uh-huh. every woman uh-huh. has an orgasm with me. I hear that all the time. <laughs> like, well, every woman has. That's I hilarious. said, should we call him? Because I'm telling you, I guarantee every woman has it. In fact, I had a guy on my show and I said to him, he goes, every woman is never, she's never... Uh, no woman's ever faked it. I said, okay. I said, have you ever gone down on a woman and oral oral sex? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, okay, well, I guarantee you the majority of women orgasm through oral sex and through kissing and through through fingers. 
um, and not through intercourse. So as a result of that, I can guarantee you, and this is like a guy, he's an actor, he's with a lot of women. I'm like, I guarantee you, if you've never brought a woman to orgasm with your mouth, that there has been a woman who's faked it. And I'm certain about this because the Would he finally believe you? He was like, well, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. So I just think that we just, the more information we can give our partners and give them arms. So if we're having the conversation... Have them listen to this, read this information, yes. take it in, become experts in sex together because yes. this Life is just is a short, it's, e- it's too it short to be faking it. Everything we were taught about sex is mostly untrue. There's a great book by Wednesday Martin, PhD, and it's called Untrue. Every, and, it, and essentially it's like all these things about arousal and desire and orgasm is wrong. It's all wrong. Like it really is. Like all the stuff that I talk about as well is like that, that, that women should be having orgasms through intercourse, for example, or that your wetness level is an indicator of arousal. Well, that's why one of my visions is like a lube on every nightstand. Like use lube for every sex act all the time because you might be wet, you might not be wet. It's just mm-hmm. a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And the more you add lube, mm-hmm. women are more likely to orgasm. Like there's just so many things that we're told or that men want sex more than women. Like, no, women want sex just exactly. as much. I don't believe that. Yes. Yeah. So there's just a lot to it that there's mm-hmm. a lot to learn. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. These purifiers use revolutionary technology to destroy indoor air pollutants at a molecular level, removing them from the air you breathe. Molecule's technology has been verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Allergy and asthma sufferers from around the country now have an all new purifying experience. Whether you need the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms, you can now choose the unit that's best for your space or create a bundle to provide an air purification solution for your entire home. For 10% off your first air purifier order, visit Molecule.com and enter Robin McGraw at checkout. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com. Code Robin McGraw. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. I think that it's very important to let the older generation know that there's no reason to think that sex is over. And one reason I'm even saying this and bringing this up is I think it's so important. When Philip and I were in our 30s, I'm going to say about our 30s, we traveled with a couple that were in their 60s, about our age now, actually. And uh, we went to a tennis tournament and the woman and I were sitting there watching the guys play or whatever. And she just openly told me that they didn't have sex anymore. And I, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know why she was bringing it up, but she was just so casual about it. And then she said, no, we haven't had sex in like six years. And I said, well, I, I have to tell you, I'm shocked about it. And why did you just stop? And she said, ah, you know, it just dwindled. And then one time, one day it just was once a week, once a month. And then it was yeah. every three months, six months. And now it's been six years. Yep. And this is what happens all the time to couples, all the time. And it's I said, so well, common. are you sad? She said, well, 
and then she finally said, traveling with the two of you and you're young and we can see how much you love each other and, and you're having so much fun together. And I don't know, you just, you, you've just shown us what we've allowed right. to, to stop. To, right. And you, were, you were a great reminder of maybe what I hope they went back and uh-huh. rekindled the flame. Yeah. And I said, well, you're so still because so young. People are having sex. I mean, and now more than ever, we're living longer. Mm-hmm. Like we're not our grandparents, grandma. They were, you know, yes. my grandparents been seem, seemed so old, you know, it's, it's such a different time yes. now. I'll never People, forget that conversation because it's so meaningful. She seems so young still to me, and they had they were okay, right, with just letting it stop. Well, this and is I a really feel like no, 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 you cannot do that. No, I, I think that if and if you're listening right now, like, and you've done that, it is time to uh, to realize that, like, then you're just roommates. Like, it's mm-hmm. time to really yes. connect again with your partner and and. And talk about whatever it was that made you stop. I think they forget. It's funny because sex is, you know, we're told it's going to be the most amazing thing in our lives. Before we have sex, it's hailed as this great thing. And it does feel really good. But somehow when we let it go, it almost seems more difficult to get it back again. And that's Mm -hmm. why I always, it's so important to prioritize it throughout a relationship. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't, you can get it back just by talking That's about right. it again and That's think, right. remembering why you fell in love and 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 always talk about it because always you never know if the, the other person the other partner your your partner is wondering well we've said this we've repeated it um, what they're thinking they could be thinking oh it's me and if you're not talking about it then maybe you need medical help and yeah. if you talk about it to especially your partner then you're missing out on the chance to become healthier and answer some problems. Exactly. Because yeah. I, I really believe that that is what their problem was. Yeah. Although, I think that that's good to remind people of this because I, I think that a lot of listeners are like, oh, yeah, that's us. That's us. Maybe it hasn't been six years or maybe it's even been six months. And that's exactly. just too long. That's too long. Like that's part of the, the an important part of the relationship and your connection and your intimacy. So mm-hmm. so what can be so interesting to say, like, what do you think it is, babe, while we stopped having sex? Like, uh-huh. what? Let's talk about why. Like, uh-huh. I think that we're that so That right there afraid. is an intimate. There you go. Part of your Let's life. talk about Re- it. Like, reigniting. Reigniting it. Reigniting it. Figuring out what it can be. Getting smart. We're doing research. Yes. However that looks to you, there's a lot of information out there. I agree. Yeah, just I don't agree. let it go. It's important. Okay. So keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I love okay. that you get to take calls. Mm. It's so fun. And the lines are full every single night. I mean, I think a lot of people want to know about um, the conversation. I think toys are really fun. If you've ever used toys, I, I think that... That toys and lube in the same category get a huge stigma around it. Like, mm-hmm. if my pleasure doesn't come from my partner, then it doesn't count. Which just makes yeah. no sense. Especially with the facts that you just quoted. Right. So for most women, like, you need, like, either, yes, you could use hands, but I think there's some great toys. They're, like, remote. Like there's some by WeVibe. There's some great stuff. So if you want to go to my website, there's just some fun ways to play together that I think once you get out of your way, because a lot of the beliefs we have around sex are, are coming from religion, our childhood, things that we heard. Exactly. They, they're not actually beliefs that we have today. So if you have some kind of belief around sex or that you shouldn't have to ask for it or that your orgasm doesn't matter if it came, you know, with a toy or something or mm-hmm. that it's not real or that you are a seen as a slut or you feel like you're needy, I don't know, whatever the messages are, if you could examine them and realize that maybe they no longer serve you and they're yes. not true and that maybe be open to like what else you could learn about your pleasure and your sex life, that could be... Um, 
I think it'll turn over a new leaf for people could really be inspiring for people to realize it. Like, oh yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I'm in my 60s and I can still have amazing sex. I'm in uh-huh. my 50s. Oh, I don't have to have pain. Um, yes. Oh, role playing could be fun. It doesn't have to be such an awkward thing. I'll just put on that cute little outfit and there's like it's just really easy. Exactly. Like it could just be and one thing that changes everything. I think there's nothing wrong with if what it takes is for you to embrace my theory of putting yourself first. Like if you need to, to keep from feeling guilty, then think of it this way. Forget about your partner for this moment, just for once in your life, if you haven't. Think about just you and your needs. And if what you need is to abandon all of these beliefs, these negative beliefs about sex and just everything, how you were raised, everything you've been told, just start today and decide, you know what? I'm going to make this all about me yeah. and what I want is a phenomenal sex life. Yeah. So and I'm going to find out what it takes what to does have that. Yeah. Then go to my partner and say, we're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to do this together. We're right? going to exactly. do this together. And you don't have to tell him because I come first, but... But Jack, I come. That's a great book, though. She comes yes. first. It's a great book by that's Ian a, Kerner that everybody I think should read. Every man, woman, Ian, Doctor Ian Kerner. Mm. It's called She Comes First. I think it just had its like twenty year anniversary or something. But oh. it literally is explains this whole principle about female orgasm and about wick. Make sure you're gonna guys are gonna they're gonna get there. Uh huh. But make her come first. Like, figure that out together. And I think that for many men, it's not because they don't want to. They're not bad. They're not stupid. They're not wrong. They're not selfish. They literally don't have this information. Or women have been or faking the whole time. Or, you know, it's, yes. it's just, we just have to seek it out. So, yes. yeah. And I think also for many women, they don't even know what it looks like to explore. So I also think that masturbation is a really important part of being sexually healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I also hear from women a lot, oh, I don't need that. Or oh, I haven't done that in years. It's like, well... The more you do that, the more you're going to want it. Yes. Wake it up. If you haven't been yes. having sex, it's a great way. And like do self-love. it in front of your partner. Mutual so masturbation hot. is so yes. hot. Yes. I tell couples all the time, it is the hottest thing because it's like a twofer. Like you're actually looking at each other, which is really sexy, but then you're see- learning what turns them on. That's right. And then you're both getting it off. It's guaranteed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. So put yourself first. Get that book. I love that. Yep, she comes first. I have a book called, well, I think it's out of print right now, but Hot Sex. It's (gasps) called Hot Sex, Over 200 Things You Could Try Tonight. And literally you open it to any page and you're like, we could try this tonight. We could try that tonight. There's like different positions and the perfect fun book. It is because you just open it. It's a manual. It's a manual. And it's fun. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of things like that. Like, just how do we make it fun? Say make it again. Sex, Say it's the called title Hot again. Sex Over 200 Things You Could Try Tonight. I would have brought you one, but it's out of print. But hopefully, it'll be back in print soon. So, can someone get it on your website? You can get it on my website. Everything is on my website, sexwithemily.com. And also, there's other books on there in the store. Like, you're going to see what I mean. If you put in games or books, oh, I'm going to the website. There's cards, there's like 52 days of great sex. Like just little, the fuel that you need if you don't have the words to be like, I want to spice it up. I want to keep it interesting. Get some tools. And the holidays are coming. Oh. What would your partner think? Oh, here's a great idea. If he opened up, he or she opened up a gift and all of everything you have on your website is in the gift. That would be amazing. And I have that. I actually have a subscription box. (gasps) And it's called Sex with Emily's. I think you just go to sexwithemily.com. Slash box, maybe. It comes four times a year, and every month has a theme. So, like, we had summer sex, and this one was – we have date night. Um, We had um, 
like some a few other we've had four that's and they are doing brilliant. really well because it's like it's almost like getting foreplay in a box that's brilliant. so and then it has a little card of how to use everything and you get games and toys and and just so that alone could be like what we get this month and then couples who have used it are like it's so fun because we go into it together we agree to this we're gonna play yes so it's fun it's like I new love things that. and it lasts for a few months because there's all these different combinations and ways to use things so date night don't need that anymore right. we're not going out we're staying home right Exactly. Here's well, the date, date night, night box is like staying home. Right, yes. exactly. Oh, my Yeah, it's gosh. like massage gel and like different tingling lotions that feel really good on your skin. And like games. There's these sex dye that you just roll and like one of them has like different body parts and the other one has different actions like kiss, lick, touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let's do that tonight. Great. It's different. It's not what we've been doing the last 10 years. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Do you know when I was pregnant, I used to get a uh, foot massage two or three times a week because my mm. feet were so swollen all the time. And it was so funny because I would go and have the foot massage and then I'd come home and I'd give Philip a foot massage because I thought, well, we're kind of in this together. And right. I got the foot massage today, so I'm going to give you one. And I'm unusually strong. I just have <laughs> to tell you this. And he would be going, ow, ow. But he got to where he just loved it. Right. So it's the best. Reflexology. Kind of like like yeah. you're releasing all that. That's so yes, smart. Give yes. your partner an erotic uh, fun yes. massage, foot massage. And so it's also, kind of something we do now still. You do? After all these years, our oldest just turned 40 and our youngest just turned oh my 33. God. Wow. But we trade off foot massages. That is so... Well, you know why that's also great? Is because stress and anxiety are the biggest killers of our sex drive. Uh-huh. We're stressed mm-hmm. out. We're anxious. We're in our head. We don't want to have sex. If you just go up to your partner and meet, if someone gave me a five-minute foot massage, time, five I'm minutes, in. Yes. I'm like, Well, okay. five minutes per foot. Right. Yeah. Okay, 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm relaxed. I'm not thinking all the thoughts about That's work right. and the emails that I return. I'm in the moment. That's right. And I think that we lo- when we're in our head so much and we're anxious, we the blood is leaving our genitals and uh-huh. going to our brain. But mm-hmm. when we start to relax into things and you breathe and you... You know, then then you'll be like, okay, I think I'm ready for it now. It's just that how quick. How many people, well, just like for me last night when I took off my shoes, <laughs> I remember taking off those shoes thinking, oh, man, I wish someone was here right now to rub my feet. Yeah. Well, I do have someone that rubs my feet quite <laughs> often, but seriously, if you just put that in the rotation of yeah. time together. It's a new thing that you do. It's right. great. It's- and another thing I love to do for him, I actually can't stand it, but- I do it for myself because I'm, I don't know, kind of claustrophobic and I don't like people to touch my head. It's weird. But I I get oil. I rub his ears because yeah. I'm into acupuncture and I know right. acupressure. And the ears, yes. very relaxing. Really relaxing. Oh, it's true. Yes. There's all So I I massage his earlobes. Does it help him with the like whole stress ear. or anxiety or anything? Like, or just it's a very relax? relaxing thing. Yeah. For, it's very stress-releasing. Stress yes. Lots of things you can do for your partner that not necessarily leads to sex, but it just tells them how much you love them and care for them and right. that kind of thing. And then you might want that from you. You might want to be able to give it to them. And then it's also on us to figure out, well, what do I want? Like, I might not want a massage, but I might want, mm-hmm. I might want help around the house. Yes, you know? exactly. I Put might the kids want, to bed tonight for me. Or, yeah, that might turn me on. Yes. So I think these are the kind of conversations I feel like couples talk about everything. How we're going to raise our kids. Are we going to live in the city or country? How are we going to manage our money? But sex is something that they just sort of magically think is going to work out or fix itself. Yeah, yeah. And then as a result, they stop having sex in their sixties. Right. They never talk about it. They That's feel threatened right. when it does come up. So the more, and I promise you, even if it's awkward at first and you've never talked about it, it gets easier and you'll be so thankful yes, you did have this I conversation. Agree. I agree. 
Okay, so I think right now might be, we've talked a lot about games and another constant that we do on this podcast is we play a game. Okay. I'm kind of throwing back to episode two and we called that the secret to embracing your V word, vulnerability. Okay. And we played this because our guest created the game. Oh, fun. On that episode, we had Corrine from We're Not Really Strangers. And she shared her incredible card game that she created. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you must. You just must go back and listen. She was absolutely wonderful. Communication and vulnerability is so important in sex and love. So I thought it was the perfect game to play with Dr. Emily today. Yay. So are you ready, Dr. I'm Emily? ready. Now, how this works is there are three decks of cards for three different levels. Okay. We each pick a card. All right. And from the deck, and you have the other person answer the question on your card. Okay. And level one is about perception. Talked about that earlier. Okay. Level two is about connection. Level three is about reflection. Okay. So we'll do a few from each deck. You go first. Okay. So I read this to you. Do you think plants thrive or die in my care? Explain. Oh, I think they thrive (laughs) in your care. How could they not? You have so much energy and so much, you're on top of everything, I feel like, and you would never let anything die in your care. So, yes. That's nice. Am I supposed to answer? Okay, that's Okay, so now I will ask you. (laughs) Okay, that's fun. Do you think I intimidate others? Why or why not? Mm. No, in fact, I think that maybe knowing, um, like thinking about who you are, knowing like having a, a certain status, Dr. Phil, people think, oh, oh, I, I might be intimidated. But when you meet you, you're so, your heart is so open and so warm. And even walking into your office was like, I immediately felt comforted. Oh, and I, I, and so any of that melts away with your eyes. They sparkle. Oh. When you talk to me, you were so, you were so like interested and interesting. So I don't think so. I don't oh, see that at all. So sweet. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. So I've got, do you think I was popular in school? Explain. I really do think you were popular in school. And the reason I say that is because you, too, have this glow, this energy, positive energy about your personality. You (laughs) have a real need to include and make everyone feel included and feel very warm and Mm. happy. So, yes. true. Yeah. What do you think? Were you popular? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I was, I've always I've always been like inclusive. I've always been friends with yes. everybody. You know, I've never been like the mean girl or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I was popular, but I always liked everyone. Yeah, I would never call you a mean girl. <laughs> I'm not mean, no. Okay, so okay. my question: What fast food restaurant do you think I'm most likely to drive through, and what's my order? Oh my god! Okay, um, a Wendy's, fries, and a and a, a milkshake and a burger. Okay. Maybe okay. a burger with like oh. ch- cheese and bacon, but you only do it like once a year. Well, okay. you are so close. Okay. <laughs> so for sure, Wendy's and for sure, French fries. <gasps> Wendy's? Sure. Really? I picked it? Yes, Wendy's. How, Wendy's. I love that I picked Wendy's. I pop- love Wendy's. Okay. <gasps> so that is a given. French fries, yes. Cheeseburger, yes. Uh, but only meat and cheese. Okay. 
and no milkshake. I don't do anything okay. dairy. Got it. Okay. I, the cheese. I knew it was sometimes gonna, yes or no. Okay. I knew it was like it won't be Burger King or McDonald's. It'll be something oh, yeah, else. No, no, no. Wendy's. Yeah, I love Isn't Wendy's. That funny. Too. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> okay. I'm from Texas. When you said right. that too. Well, I was like, oh, she's Texas South. Yeah. What do they like? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, how cute. Okay, so keep. Should I go to the other one? Yes. Now number okay. two. Second. Okay. Um, how would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? Oh, forever. Oh, I like it. Okay. Okay. So now my first question in level two, what title would you give this chapter in your life? Oh, right now? <gasps> oh, I would say um, blossoming. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a I really good, like I would think kind of a plant, like I've been planting for so many years and everything's sort of blossoming oh, right now. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's how I think. Very good. Okay. Very good. Um, okay, okay. So now you have a second card in okay. level two. And let, I'll remind everyone okay. level two is connection. Okay. Yeah. Connection. Describe your perfect day. My perfect day would be getting to sleep in like an extra two hours, which means I get up at 8 a.m. And having coffee and my toast, oh. I have cinnamon toast. Well, it's cinnamon bread that I toast and two cups of coffee and in the kitchen all by myself, quiet house, reading the news on the computer, then checking on Philip to see what his day is <laughs> going to be like, then staying in my pajamas the entire day and just playing around the house with decorating and <laughs> just staying at home. That's my perfect day. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And then a surprise visit from my grandbabies. Oh. Yes, that's the perfect day. Yes, I love that. Okay, what do you crave more of? Um, um, time. Mm. <laughs> and I would say, um, but that doesn't really exist because I heard we all have 24 hours in a day. So I think I crave more um, connection all the time mm. with people. Less, less mm -hmm. like distraction, more connection. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. Isn't it funny? The older you get, it's like the more you say, where did this day go? Yeah. I find myself saying that all yes. the time. It's like, oh my gosh, where did this I day know. go? Yeah. My mother-in-law used to have this saying all the time. She'd look up and go, oh, here it is already. And I haven't even yet. <laughs> <laughs> I and love I just it. would look at her like, we, what does she mean? Funny, right. she I is. haven't even yet what? Here okay. it is already. And I haven't even yet. Okay, this one is um, reflection. If we were in a band, uh -huh, uh -huh. if we were in a band, what would our name be? Orgasm. <laughs> yes. The I mean, that just shot. came to me immediately. Okay. Or the orgasm. Orgasm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's yours. Oh, what can we create together? We are creating right together yes. right now. Yes. Oh my God. I think we, I think we are. We're doing this podcast, but yes. I think we could create, okay, together. I would love you to help me create my an experience like walking to this office because my office is I'm not a decorator and I would love you to help me create a space where people felt safe to come in. I want to do like a pop up sex that. with Emily store. It's like in, in in LA where people could come in and they feel safe to explore like different sexualities and how they feel, but like no one's having sex, but it feels like it's sex with Emily. Like I'd like for you to make the how it my how I think it feels to oh, my be vision, in my presence. My vision right now, my <laughs> mind is so. On fire. You yes. could do that. Okay, yes. good. I would love to help you do that. Okay. So what do you think our most important similarity is? Oh. Well, I feel like we've known each other 
I know. forever. We've talked already. about it all. I feel like we do. Oh, I have a couple of answers. Ooh. Our infectious desire to help others. Yeah. I was going to say to please. Yep, exactly. To please. I agree. I agree. No, we're both like, help. we yes. both want to connect too. Yeah. Yes. I like it. I really believe that. Yeah. Okay. The last question for you. What is a lesson you will take away from our conversation? Yeah, this is great. I feel like, I don't know if it's a lesson, but hearing the way that you talk about your relationship, oh. I feel like that was just like, like I was like, oh, I want to write that down. Like how you, you talk about like flirting still and keeping it alive and like writing in lipstick. I was thinking those were such good things and such a good story. Oh, how you keep it thank interesting. You. Yeah. Thank you. You know, until this podcast, well, I mean, I've written books or given yeah. speeches or whatever and interviews, but um, it's been fun with this podcast to be able to reflect on some of the yeah. events in our life together. Right? Because it's, it's been everything's, fun. Thank it's you. Great. Yeah, it's, I find it fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I love that game. Yeah, that was a really good game. It's a very What's good game. What's it called? It's uh, We're Not Really Strangers. Oh. And she was on, like I said, our second episode, and I just heard from her last week that she has a, a reorder of this game. So you people can go on her website and uh, we're not really strangers.com and pre-order. Actually, in it's really just smart. a week, maybe they're in. So I ordered a bunch for Christmas gifts. <laughs> oh, that's a great yes. gift. Yes, okay, I think it's a great too. gift. Great gift. because then, And there's games like this for couples too. So this is such yes. a great example of what I was talking about with games. You think you know your partner, you've been together forever. There's some great games that are kind of about intimacy and sex that can help couples connect. Yes, I if agree. If you don't because, have the words. Yes, because I, like I said earlier, we evolve as we get older. Mm -hmm. And, and it changes. we can't be surprised when our partner says, I'd like to try something new. Of course, we, everything changes. Why wouldn't yes. that? Why, you're Why right. wouldn't your sex life change? You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, well, time just flew by today. We already have to stop, and I'm so sad about that. So, how fun was this today? So fun. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I just thought it was too, and I feel like we have to maybe start a series or something about this because I'd like to hear from all of our listeners. Maybe we can do this again very yeah. soon. So I could just sit here and swap these secrets with you all day, Dr. Emily. Thank you so much for coming. I hope that you loved this as much as I did. I did. Thank okay. you for having me. Okay. This is really great. And I'm hoping, of course, like I just said, that you'll come back. Yes. And do this again with me. I'd love to come and visit your podcast. Yeah, come back. Come on mine. Yeah. I will. I will. So fun. So I hope that all of you listeners out there love this week's episode and that you'll come back for more every Wednesday. I'm just having a ball every week. Now get out there and be that strong, confident, and beautiful woman that you are. And visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com to submit your secrets. Until next Wednesday, Secret Squad, bye-bye. <laughs>